Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Recipe for Success. This is a particularly fun um, opportunity for me because I get to interview Colin Walters, who I used to work with, and um, I think we played a part in each other's development and success, so that was fun. Anybody that has never tuned in before, Recipe for Success is a podcast where I talk to various people in various industries and talk about what has been one of the keys to their success. Just like in any successful recipe, there's certain techniques, there's certain ingredients you can't do without. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Colin Walters, who is with Nintex. And um, Colin, can you please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for Nintex? Absolutely. And Nancy, it's First off, good to see you. I know that we obviously go back. I see Nick tuning in here below. So we've obviously worked together in the past and you really helped me get started on this right track and into where I am today. So as you mentioned, my name is Colin Walters and I am an account executive with Nintex. And we are we work in the, um, the computer software and tech industry based out of Bellevue. And we really serve the, uh, the greater business communities to improve the way that people work through process management and automation. So it's been obviously a tumultuous year for a lot of people and businesses, um, you know, and the like. And so we've actually been able to help a lot of companies survive and continue to thrive during these very challenging times, obviously. Um, you know, so it, it's been fun to to work in this in this business and in this industry which is different than what we were doing in the employee benefit world when i was with you but yeah i'm colin walters an account executive over at nintex and it's great to be here today well um i think that if 2020 taught us anything it was that those who were technologically prepared had a much easier time adapting than those that didn't um and it exposed um definitely exposed weaknesses in people's business plans and even disaster preparedness. So it's been interesting and it's nice that a company like yours definitely has a, a position to fill there. Very much so. so. You essentially got your start in business development by coming to work with me at Olympic Crest Insurance and we have an unusual story. So I'll let you tell people how that came about. Yeah. Um, so it definitely was unique in that sense. So I had always, you know, I started in Parks and Rec, was coaching baseball, doing Spanish and hitting and tutoring and, and lessons and everything on the side. And then that transitioned into doing some cold calling for a, a, a friend of mine um, who you obviously know, Susie Nelson. And she just gave me a call out of the blue one day and said, hey, I need somebody to cold call these people. I think you'd be great. So I started doing two hours a week as it was my first initial um, time and opportunity in the, in the field and career of sales. And then once I went to her son's wedding, Ryan Nelson, um, which that is where I met you, Nancy. And um, we were introduced obviously through Nick, your son. And so this all happened and stemmed from a wedding that I was initially not even supposed to be at. I was supposed to be in Costa Rica, decided to postpone the trip, go to the wedding, met you, and then we struck up a conversation. I remember that you were intrigued that I was doing cold calling for Susie. And so, you know, in, in your words, you were like, hey, that's great. However, you should come do that for me. 
And so uh, that's where the conversation stand. And then we went, had a couple lunches. We totally saw eye to eye on, you know, morals, values, ethics, business standpoints, health, wellness, um, you know, thinking forward into the future when it comes to career development. And so it, it sent from a wedding that initially I was not supposed to be at. And here we are about, shoot, four years later, um, you know, having gone through a lot of success and, and had success together. So it's been it's been a fun adventure. But that that's technically where it, where it stemmed from. Yeah, I, it's, I always love telling that story. Um, I think also it really highlights the fact that sometimes when you find the right person, you create the position instead of mm -hmm. having a position and trying to mold a person to the position. And, and I think that's what happened um, in, in our case. So that was that was fun. You told Spot us on. a little bit about Nintex and what your position is, but tell us a little bit more about, you know, what's what's your favorite part about working there? What's your favorite part about your current job? Yeah. So, you know, I, I doing business development for you, Nancy, is where that really started for me on the business development side of things. And so I took the skills that you and I had helped um, create and develop over the year and a half to two years that I worked with you and transitioned that into a role as an SDR with Nintex on the sales development side of things. And so, you know, over the, over the last two years, that's what I was doing until I recently earned a, earned a promotion into an account executive role, um, focusing specifically on our Salesforce ecosystem inside of the business, along with, um, our products revolving around Nintex draw loop. Um, and so during my time at Nintex, I've loved every second of it. Uh, I mean, the first thing that really drew me to it were the people. And I think that that's what I talk about most when I talk about Nintex is the people I'm around, um, coworkers, employees, management, leadership. I think that the, um, the, the leadership committee at the, uh, at, at the top of Nintex making decisions and, um, you know, leading us through a, a, a very great direction, the way that I see it going, I think it starts for, starts from the top down. And so that would be the first thing that I would say um, is the people, just how supportive. And I remember when I was first onboarding, it was every single person that I had asked for help was willing to give help, drop what they were doing, help us get started, ramp up. And then that continued um, even to my time right now, uh, you know, transitioning into a new role, especially working from home has been um, a lot of work. A lot of resources are required to make that happen to be successful in a smooth transition. And so I can't speak highly enough about the people. Um, and then obviously the products that we have, we we really help solve business problems. Um, and so, you know, as we had just touched on it, it's been it's been fun to to learn about what we do and how we help people and then educate and teach prospective clients and customers about how others are transitioning to digitizing their workplace, um, being able to work, you know, remote successfully and find success in that. So um, the people, the products and then. Man, it, it you know I'm I'm in my my room right now, which is my office, but I you got to speak about the snacks that we had at Nintex too. When we were when we were in the building, I knew that was gonna be. I, I love the snacks, man. <laughs> we had I was I was you know a little infamous for having the drawer that you'd pull out and it'd be just overloaded with snacks and everyone knew it, but you know it's it was one of the, there's a lot of um you know the extra perks that that come with working for a company like Nintex the you know, the, the outings, the events, and we're, we're just taken care of. 
Well, you can't you can't uh, argue with the snacks. Um, no. I don't know if you noticed or not, but uh, Taylor McFarland uh, popped on and uh, wished you well. And, and uh, pop I, in there. Was, what up, T? He was pretty supportive as well as you were you were getting started. So let's talk a little bit more about the business development aspect because I don't think people realize that it's completely different than true sales. I mean, mm-hmm. business development. Uh, uh, I see Nick had to pop in and say the snacks at Nintex couldn't possibly be as good as the broccoli. <laughs> the full heads of broccoli. We, the Benny boys had a tangent yeah. of videos that we put out. You could you so, could check the bloopers for those ones. Some inside jokes, but um, yeah. business development is a, a really in, integral part of the sales process, and I think that's one of the things that we really discovered, and we made that um, a big part of what we were doing. And I think one of the things that helped keep you motivated and successful, and I wasn't familiar with, this is really why I wanted to talk to you, is you essentially gamified the process. You created games and challenges for yourself for everything that we were trying to to accomplish. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, and you know you know me, Nancy, if, if I'm not having fun doing something, I won't do it. Right. I mean, this this life that we have is is short. And so I'm going to invest my time on a day to day basis doing things that I enjoy, doing things that I'm having fun with and then also getting better at the same time. Right. Um, I mean, it's so cliche, but it's true. In in my opinion, um, you know, you're either you're either growing or you're moving backwards. And so always trying to progress and and keep that needle moving forward. And so for me, when it came to business development, I really first off, I really enjoyed the process. I always found that it was exhilarating to cold call people that were not expecting my call and then challenge yourself on the phone and asking hard questions and asking for things that, you know, makes your palms sweat a little bit. And, you know, that just really helps um, challenge yourself in those moments. And so, you know, what I did is I started creating systems and challenges like you had just mentioned. And so um, one of the things that worked well for me was setting goals and then even more importantly, having rewards. So I was always working towards something, um, you know, because when it comes to business development, it can be a grind at times. And there's a lot of a lot of calls. I mean, you're making 60, 80, 100 calls a day. And there's times when you don't actually speak to a human. And you will leave a lot of voicemails and talk to voice machines more than people during those days. And so to keep it engaging and to keep myself motivated, which I think is very important, um, I created systems. So for example, I would have I would have daily goals, right? So I make X amount of calls. Say it was like 50 calls that day. I can go enjoy um, sitting down and, and watching a show I've been meaning to watch guilt-free, try to be guilt-free about it, um, or enjoying a meal, right? Going out for a, a meal in the afternoon, something that I feel I had earned based on the, the daily work that we had put in. And then there were bigger goals. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not actually wearing the Garmin watch that I did purchase, but I just recently uh, transitioned watches. It is in my drawer over there, but um, the first goal I ever set working with you, Nancy, was to make 2,400 cold calls and the reward was going to be my Garmin watch that I had really been wanting. Um, 
there's obviously there's things that we want. And I think material rewards that were super helpful for me just to have something that was fun. I felt good about when, when the time came to purchase it. So um, I remember when I hit the halfway point, I told myself that I would actually purchase it. And so we hit 1200 calls, purchased the watch, and then I set it on my desk unopened for the next however many days it took me to knock out the next 1200 to get to the, the uh, 2400 calls. And then that day came very exciting, um, opened the watch, had fun. But during those 2400 calls, a lot of growth and development occurred as well. We had very meaningful conversations. It was um, it was valuable activity, revenue generating activity that was that was being um, actively um, taken into action and then it produced results and we created business that way. And so it was my way of making things fun. Um, I actually have my most recent one. It was, uh, so this is something that I'll do. It, I started doing it at yours, at, at your uh, at your business, Nancy, and I've carried it over to this day. It's just a little tracker with my goal at the top that says contact 100 people, right? So however many calls it takes, getting the other person to pick up the phone and say hello. I consider that a contact. And then obviously trying to create meaningful conversations based off of that contact, um, right? So I had my little tracker here. I would I would X each each time somebody answered the phone and I spoke with them. And then my, my reward, I, I, um, I'm pursuing my private pilot license. And so that was my, uh, my reward was to book my discovery flight. So once the weather starts turning a little nicer here in the spring, I'm going to go ahead, get that started, but that's, that's paid for. Um, and so that was my, my most recent one that, I, that happened. I think I knocked it off like two weeks ago. So that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, Obviously, um, anybody that's paying attention and looks in the background can um, identify that you are an avid athlete, and I know that as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if you think that plays a factor in how you approach your career and specifically business development and sales. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, sports sales have been two of my passions throughout my life. Um, whether I even realized that I was in sales in those early years, you're always selling something, um, whether it's an idea or opinion. Um, and so I think that they go hand in hand for me. And I've coached baseball and for about seven years after having um, played baseball all my life. And it's very relatable to sales. And, you know, it's, it's one pitch at a time. It's one call at a time. There is more failure and adversity than there is success. Right. Um, you hear three, you know, um, batting 300, uh, you get on base three times out of 10 and you're in the Hall of Fame. You're at least an all star um, in this game. It might be even a little less than that. So, you know, I'm making 50, 60, 70 calls and contacting maybe two or three people and hopefully booking one meeting from that. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of adversity. And so adversity tolerance is something that I always try to build, whether that is in sport or whether that is in sales. Um, and then I think about honestly, just the daily work that goes in to whether it's training for races um, or whether it is trying to create business to then have, uh, you know, legitimate opportunities to work. And so I think they go hand in hand. They both require a lot of um, mental strength and fortitude. They both require a lot of preparation to um, to go perform and execute when that time comes to either go give a presentation or when race day is here. 
And so I think that for me, they go hand in hand. And whenever I'm running up a hill, honestly, I always think about just like leaning in to that challenge. And so that's how I go about my days when I'm not feeling as motivated or when I'm not feeling as spot on as, as I typically would or typically do. And so I think just leaning into that, knowing that once you get to the top of that hill, right, it's either a straightaway or then we can run down and, and things just seem to flow from there. So they go hand in hand for me. I could talk about the relationships all day, but those are a couple of things that come to my mind. Well, I think um, the things that stand out to me from what, of course, I know about you and then uh, I'm not an athlete like you and Nick are, but um, I am... I appreciate consistent exercises, consistency. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that is huge, not only in athletics, but in business and sales and business development, you have to keep doing the same things, not the same, but you know what I'm saying? You have to stay consistent. Um, I, I loved your term as far as adversity tolerance, mm -hmm. because there are days when it feels terrible mm -hmm. and you still have to be able to do it. So I think mm -hmm. that's huge. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. And, and sometimes leaning into the hard times, like you say, um, I know, I know you have done some big challenges and when you get to the halfway point, sometimes it's easy to think, well, I made it halfway or I'm almost there. Mm -hmm. That's good enough. But mm -hmm. to start and finish something is a big deal. And I think sports does teach you that. And it really is applicable um, in the sales and business development world. I think what you said is so important about consistent action, right? Regardless of, of how you feel. I, I, I try my very best to put feelings aside when it comes down to what did I commit to, right? And so whether that's having my daily goal of making 50 outbound calls or whether that's contacting five people right? Um, just sticking to that commitment, regardless of if I want to pick up the phone or not, or if I want to run that extra mile, because I said I'd run 10, but we're at nine. Um, I think what you just said right there, consistent action, regardless of the feelings and, and the emotions that you're experiencing is super yeah. important. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So what is one key tip or takeaway that you would give anybody that is either in a business development role or considering a business development role? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're in it, my number one thing, as you would probably guess, is have fun. And whether that comes down to you making it fun, right? You got to find a way to, to stay motivated, um, you know, be creative with it, create your own rewards, your own systems, whatever that may be for you, whatever excites you. Um, I know that I have my my spotify playlist called closing sales that whenever something good happens right we get an opportunity created um you know we close a sale whatever it may be um you know throwing on that a, a song from that playlist and just continuing to allow the the momentum and the energy to to build and create and so i think just having fun and then and then a big one that can be overlooked at times is being you and being who you really are. There's a lot of really good professionals, whatever, if you're in sales, marketing, um, health, wellness, education, you're a teacher, whatever it may be. Um, I think it's very important to just be you and your most authentic self. Obviously, I, it, it's important and I am intentional on continuing to develop professionally and growth wise, but still maintaining who I am at the core is very important. And Nancy, I can think of specifically one time, um, you know, for, for privacy purposes, I will leave out the name of the company, but I was having a rough day in your office. Actually, it was a rough week. It was a rough couple of weeks. And it was one of those ruts where I felt like I was never going to book a meeting again. 
And I remember feeling so mentally drained and bogged down. We just talked about adversity tolerance and, and I was starting to not handle it well after facing so many rejections. And I just got, I just, I just left. I was like, Nancy, I, I gotta leave. I'm going to go run. And so went and ran and just let, let my mind go. And just, that was the thought that came back to me was just go have fun and get back to who you are. And I remember I, I went straight back into the office, picked up the phone, called the same person I had called three times that morning and they answered. And then we're just laughing and talking and he's forwarding me to the next lady who's laughing and talking. And so I think just getting back to the roots of, of who you are and knowing what you do best and, and focusing on those strengths and just being you is going to take you a far away. You know, I think that's a, um, a, a really important point, Colin. I think, um, you know, authenticity is a word that's tossed around a lot. Mm. Um, and I don't think it's embraced as often as it should be. But I do think that when people are themselves, their true selves, I think they're their most successful. So mm -hmm. I, appreci I appreciate that tip. And it'll tie into having the most fun. It will, for sure. Okay, so I know you've been waiting for my five questions. <laughs> Thought about them for about three hours last night. <laughs> Not gonna so, lie. What is your absolute favorite food in the world and can you cook it? Yeah, so that's that's hands down my mom's shepherd's pie with garlic bread. And it's uh, it just reminds me of my mom's home cooked meals. And it was something that I would come back from college and she would have it right there on the Friday night um, with the garlic bread, the Texas toast. And so I, I can cook it. I would say there's, you know, I can count on, on one hand the number of times I have cooked it, but my mom's shepherd's pie specifically is my favorite food awesome. in the world. I love it. Okay. Well, so, so we know that you're an athlete. What is your favorite sport to watch and what's your favorite sport to participate in? So two separate questions. Yeah. Good question too. And my favorite sport to watch is baseball. I know not a not a big fan for a lot of people there, but I just think it's the most beautiful game in the world. And I love watching for the intricacies of the coaching and the strategy. And it's 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 my favorite game to watch, to think about, to guess what's gonna happen next. So baseball to watch for sure. And then endurance sports and running. Um, you know, for participating. I know Nick's right there nodding his head on the on the other line. And and Nancy, I know that's a, a big thing for you over these last couple of years. Um, you know, you talk about consistency. You are the definition of, right, regardless of in whatever capacity. But yeah, running. So well I could have guessed, but I I wanted confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. fair because I loved team sports growing up, but at this point in my time, that, that's where I'm at. I love to challenge myself. Okay. So looking back over the last year. What's the single best thing that's occurred in your life? Single best thing that has occurred in my life is meeting the meeting my girlfriend, Shelby Mills. And that is the, um, you know, it comes down to the people I've met and meeting her was the best thing that's happened. And then I, you know, reflected on the time that Nick and your son, Nick, and our, our, our buddy Jake had, were able to spend in, in running and competing with each other during, you know, the, um, you know, during this last year and just being able to get out with them and grow those relationships. It, it boiled down to relationships for me. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So, and I know another thing I know about you is I know you love to travel. It's like yeah. a, it's a, it's a big passion. 
It's a big passion of yours. You have gone nowhere for a while. So mm-hmm. let's pretend that travel restrictions were 100% lifted and you could go anywhere in the world. Where would you choose to go first and why? Yeah, I mean, first place I'm going right now at this point in time is Australia. And I say that because it's twofold. Number one, I'm I'm ready to see some consistent sunshine and be warm for a little bit and just really go let go. And then I want to go dive the Great Barrier Reef. There's a lot of speculation that it's going to close down at some point and you won't be able to dive it. And so that's obviously on the bucket list and, you know, being uh, certified to, to go dive. I want to go take advantage of that. And so if I can go do that and then just go chill in Australia. That would be the first place that I'm going right now. Awesome. I love it. Um, I'm actually in a couple of weeks having um, a lady from Australia on the LinkedIn live. And we're going to talk about her experience in the healthcare system in Australia. So well, I will be tuning in. <laughs> um, okay. So last question. Um, who's the one person you either follow on LinkedIn or on a podcast um, that you would most like to meet in real life? Yeah, I really enjoyed this question because there's a lot of podcasters and LinkedIn influencers that have had a big impact on my life. And so when I thought about podcasts that have really helped change me for the better, I thought about Rich Roll was one of the first guys I started listening to when it comes to health and wellness. Um, I thought about Ed Milet. I'm a big fan of his energy and what he stands for from a a moral and, and ethical standpoint. And then the one that crept into my mind actually was was my man Colin Henderson. So Colin and I, he's he's a coog, and Colin has uh, he runs his business. He works in the the mental conditioning and mental consultancy work, and um, he actually has his um, um, motivation mindset. Uh, podcast and I've taken this course. We've linked up and we've done an, an IG live, but we've never actually met in person. And so it would be about time for us to meet. And so that was a guy I wanted to throw some love to with this question and say, that I'd love to meet him in person once and for all. So I'm awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So um, we've made it through all of my questions. So is there any parting thought that you would like to leave our audience with today? I would say based on what we've talked about, a couple things that are going to ring true for me throughout the remainder of my life that hopefully you can apply to your life and whatever aspect that may be is have fun with whatever you're doing. Make it fun. Uh, stay engaged and be you and, and be yourself in whatever you do. Right. There's obviously ups and downs with whatever we do, um, you know, but just staying the course creating processes that you trust and and see results from um you know and along with that just having an enthusiastically contagious zest for life is the most fun at least in my experience well thank you so much for your time colin if you don't already follow colin here on linkedin i would highly recommend that you do um also if you are interested in watching this um this episode again, it will also be available on your favorite podcast streaming service. So that will show up in about 24 hours, or you can always watch it again here on LinkedIn Live. So again, Colin, I'd really like to thank you for your time. You bet. And it was a pleasure and a privilege to have you on today. It's always great to see you, Nancy. Thank you for having me on. It's cool to see how far you've come with this. You obviously put out great content. And um, thank you for everything that you are doing as well. Thanks, Colin.